Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and today is Friday, October 2nd. Today on the podcast, we're going to break down all these trade rumors that are swirling around in regards to our Boston Bruins. Uh, should be a fun Friday episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening yesterday to the unofficial season two premiere of the podcast. We celebrated our one year anniversary uh, earlier this week, and I'm excited to dig in to what is ahead for this Boston Bruins team. Again, the podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, so please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Pocket Casts, uh, Stitcher, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. Even if you can only listen to a couple per week, it's greatly appreciated. Every single listen counts, and... If you could also toss up a rating and a review, particularly those of you who are Apple users, that would be very much appreciated. It does go a long way towards helping the show grow. As I mentioned, my name is Ian McLaren. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at Ian C. McLaren. You can also follow the podcast specifically at LO underscore Boston Bruins. As of right now, we're at 473 followers. It'd be cool to get over the 500 mark very soon. Uh, What else? For those of you who are not familiar with me, I am a former hockey news editor at The Score, which is a mobile app website based up here in Toronto, Canada. I live just about an hour west of uh, Toronto in a town called Guelph, home of the Storm 2019 OHL champions, still reigning OHL champions as the Canadian Hockey League Junior Hockey Championships were wiped out due to COVID-19. I did cover the Storm and Junior Hockey OHL prospects for SB Nation over the last couple years, specifically for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks and San Jose Sharks blogs just as a way of staying in the hockey writing game after leaving the score. Now my day job is digital marketing, SEO, blah, 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 boring kind of stuff. But uh, it's amazing every day to be able to sit down and talk about our Boston Bruins. I think that's pretty much it by way of introduction. So let's jump in to this fun Friday episode tackling some trade rumors that are popping up around the Boston Bruins. And a lot of this is coming from Frank Saravelli of TSN. Right after I dropped yesterday's episode, which was a off-season primer for our Boston Bruins, uh, Frank dropped his latest trade bait uh, column on tsn.ca. And there was a few what do we call them? Frank bombs on there uh, in relation to the Boston Bruins. The first being the fact that there were two Bruins in the top 10 on this list. Again, the trade bait list is basically um, a list of players who are likely to be on the market uh, for trades. 
Simple as that. Number seven on the list, we had Jake DeBrusque. Number 10 on the list, we have Tuka Rask. And we'll get into each of those here in a moment. But the top name on the list and the name garnering most of the attention right now in Bruins land is Oliver Ekman Larson of the Arizona Coyotes. Now, this is something that's been going on for a couple weeks. I actually recorded a podcast, I think two or three Fridays ago, addressing this. But it seems to be picking up steam. As of yesterday, it looked like the Bruins and the Vancouver Canucks were the two teams that Oliver Ekman Larson was willing to be traded to. Darren Drager of TSN has reported that the trade value would be a first-round pick, a promising young defender, uh, which isn't unreasonable considering Oliver Ekman Larson is a legitimate top-pairing defender. There's a couple things going on here, though. The Bruins do not have a first-round pick this year. That's already been dealt to the Anaheim Ducks in the David Backus, Axel Anderson for Andre Kasha trade. And and a lot of people have been questioning the merits of adding Oliver Ekman Larson at a contract that runs for several more years, seven seasons with a cap hit of $8.25 million, when Tory Krug is an unrestricted free agent and they're not willing to pay anything remotely close to that for Krug's services. Now, the only way this would work is if the Arizona Coyotes were to retain some salary. If the Bruins could get Ekman Larson and only have to pay him in the let's say $6.25 million range, I would jump on that in a heartbeat. In my estimation, Oliver Ekman Larson is a better all-around defenseman than Tory Krug. A lot of Boston's issues, particularly against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the playoffs, was an inability to clear the front of the net and to... You know, keep Tampa's big forwards away from the crease. They got in there very easily, were able to create and capitalize on scoring opportunities. Ekman Larson was certainly helped there as a bigger body. He's also a very formidable offensive threat as well. He is a shot generator. He is a goal scorer. He can contribute on the power play. And, you know, overall, I would say that his game is more well-rounded than Tory Krug's. That may be sacrilegious to say among Bruins fans. It's not to take anything away at all from Tory Krug, but, you know, he is on the smaller side. He is very capable with the puck, but in terms of, you know, physicality and protecting the net, there's a bit to be desired there. He has a lot of offensive zone starts, whereas Oliver Ekman Larson is much more reliable in his own end and has the ability to clear the front of the net. And that's something that is a big need that has been pinpointed by the Bruins. So if Krug walks as an unrestricted free agent, you can bring in a guy like Oliver Ekman Larson around what you wanted to pay. And again, that is key for the Bruins. That salary retention is key. I'm not on board with this trade. If they're going to pay him $8.25 million. And of course, the return is a big question as well. Are you going to have to give up a guy like Brandon Carlo? Are you going to have to give up future picks? Keep in mind that Coyotes are without a bunch of picks because they were 
punished by the NHL for subverting their combine regulations. And so they're looking to, A, recoup a bunch of draft picks and also cut salary because, you know, the Coyotes aren't in the best financial spot at peak times for them when they're in the playoffs, getting ticket revenue, certainly in this economy with COVID-19 scrapping a large part of the season, they are in uh, dire straits and looking to cut some salary. Again, I know we all have an affinity for Tory Krug and um, it's, it's, you know, easy to say, well, if you're not going to pay Tory Krug what he wants on the open market, then why would you bring in a guy like Oliver Ekman Larson, who's same age, who has this bloated contract. But for me, and I believe for the Bruins as well, they're looking at what's best for the team overall. And Oliver Ekman Larson can bring those offensive skills to the table. He's a shot generator, like I said. Um, he He's physical. He can bring that uh, hitting aspect to the game as well. Help to protect Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak in net. And has a more well-rounded game. And I could see why the Bruins would be wanting to do that. The key again, retain salary for Arizona and what the uh, asking price would be. But I certainly not opposed to the idea of, of making that swap by any means. Before we move on, I'd like to talk to you for a moment about Built Bar Go. Now, I don't know about you, but I often find myself hitting a mental and physical wall through the workday, just feeling low energy, wondering how I'm going to get to the end of the day. Built Go is a healthy replacement for energy drinks, and the energy is not fake. It's lasting and natural. Each packet is small and easy to bring with you on the go. It's a five-hour energy boost without the same crash feeling that comes with other popular energy drinks and it's natural better for your body it's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results comes in three delicious flavors including peanut butter honey chocolate coconut and chocolate mint it combines energy gel with collagen protein and is loaded with good stuff to ignite your workday. beta alanine b3 honey and a kick of caffeine keeps you going strong and it also promotes joint soft tissue hair, and skin health. The stuff literally makes you look and feel better. Right now, go to BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 30% off your next order at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. The other big bomb that Cerevelli dropped in this trade bait uh, post was that the Bruins are reportedly exploring Tuka Rask's trade value. Vesna Trophy runner-up Tuka Rask debuts on the board at number 10, Cervelli wrote. Many were wondering if there would be fallout from Rask's decision to leave the bubble for family reasons, a decision that was certainly supported by teammates and management and the coaching staff, I would add. But multiple sources have indicated that Bruins GM Don Sweeney has initiated conversations with teams about Rask's market value over the last number of weeks. Now, it's hard to imagine Tuka Rask in another uniform, and especially after coming off a 
season where he was the Vesna Trophy runner-up. Um, it's hard to imagine the Bruins walking back their support of Tukarask, and really, I don't think that this is that. I think what we're seeing around the NHL is that there is a huge amount of goalies available in trades and in free agency. The Bruins realize that Tukarask is set to become an unrestricted free agent after next season. He's already mentioned retirement. We know he's prioritizing his family, which is totally fine. Fully support that. And we also know that Yaroslav Halak is also an unrestricted free agent after next season. So altogether, it's just smart for Don Sweeney to prepare for the future and to look ahead not only to next season, but past next season. If you're risking losing Rask as an unrestricted free agent or perhaps even walking away from the NHL entirely, then why not explore the trade market and see if you can bring in a goaltender who will remain with the team long-term or even for the next few years. Um, beyond Rask and Halak, we know <laughs> there's nobody who's really ready to step up. Dan Vlader was called upon to play against the Lightning in the playoffs. Didn't go great. There's nobody really on the horizon who's ready to step up as a starter in the next couple of years. Jeremy Swayman, Kyle Kieser, promising prospects, but um, to suggest that they can step into a full-time NHL role even in the next couple of years is uh, foolhardy at best. Again, the goalie market is stacked with talent this offseason. Robin Leonard, Jacob Markstrom, Henrik Lundqvist is out there. The Bruins are certainly wanting to contend in 2020-2021, or maybe just 2021, depending on when next season starts. If there is some uncertainty over whether Tuka Rask will be with the team next season, you know, the Bruins have said he wants to come back. We haven't really heard from Rask whether or not he's going to come back. Retirement could be on the table, although I would be hard-pressed to imagine him walking away from the final year of his deal. But again, it's just smart to do their due diligence, see what others are thinking of Rask, what the return might be, and whether they can use that salary to bring in a goalie who will be with the team for the next two, three, even four seasons while this team still has a large part of its core intact and looking to compete. Uh, again, I don't believe this is an indictment on Rask. I don't believe this is the Bruins saying, you know, screw this guy. He bailed on us. We're moving on. I think it's just due diligence on Sweeney's part. And while he is listed at number 10 on the trade bait list, I would still, you know, be surprised if it does happen. Um, and obviously it would mean having a replacement in mind to bring in having that backup plan, so to speak. Uh, but um, again, I think it's just Sweeney seeing what's out there, looking at the bigger picture and wanting to protect the Bruins in net for the foreseeable future. And also just having that contingency plan if it's needed. So 
again, I, I don't think it's um, any ill will on their part, just bailing from Rask or uh, feeling resentful for his actions in the playoffs. I fully support what he did, prioritizing his family, being there for his daughter who had a medical emergency, his wife, two other children, including a newborn. Totally understandable. Fully support that. Um, I don't think this is as a result of that, and I hope not, um, but just good general managing on on Sweeney's part to see what's out there and explore uh, the options for sure. Finally, the last trade that Frank Zaravelli reported on involves the Bruins and the Oilers, and they've discussed a potential swap involving Anders Bjork and Alex Chason. Sources say, according to Cervelli, the Oilers engaged the Boston Bruins on a wing swap, Chason for Bjork. Assistant GM in Edmonton, Keith Gretzky, drafted Bjork in Boston. He said, we'll see where that goes, but the Oilers are pursuing a number of similar swaps with other teams. This one I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, Bjork, obviously, much younger than Chason, who is pushing 30 years old. And a lot of upside there for the Bruins. If he can find his uh, scoring touch, he's better defensively than Chason and under control for three years at a cap hit of $1.6 million. And Chason is only under contract for one more season at $2.15 million. So you're adding salary there, losing control, getting older at the same time. Now, Chason is a capable goal scorer. He had a career-high 22 goals uh, two seasons ago with the Edmonton Oilers. The Bruins actually really liked Chason, and I believe they were pushing pretty hard to acquire him from the Dallas Stars back in the day in the Tyler Sagan trade, uh, to be honest. And Chason Actually, I have a bit of a soft spot for him because of uh, how he was affected by the Rich Peverly incident. Uh, Chason really bonded with Rich Peverly, and he actually was hospitalized after Rich Peverly collapsed on the Stars bench and, um, you know, was very shaken up by that. And um, you all know by now how much I love Rich Peverly. He's been on the podcast before um, that Chason was traumatized by that speaks volumes about how quickly Peverly and he bonded and, you know, um, that, you know, pulls at my heartstrings a little bit as well. But having said that as a purely hockey deal, this one doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, I tweeted last night that it seems as though there's a lot of smoke around the Jake DeBrusque to Edmonton fire. And that just seems to be coming up a lot. The Oilers would certainly love to bring that hometown boy uh, to Alberta. What the cost would be and whether or not the Bruins are entertaining deals for DeBrusque at this point remains to be seen. Again, there seems to be a big gap in valuation on their part as compared to his agent. But uh, that is just a kind of a sidebar in terms of the Bruins. So those are the big rumors floating around the Bruins right now. Oliver Ekman-Larsen, 
an exploration of Rask's trade value and a potential Bjork for Shason swap. Let me know what you think of all three of these by hitting me up on Twitter at ENC McLaren or at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And uh, yeah, exciting times for the Bruins. Seems like a shakeup is forthcoming. And uh, if and when news breaks, be sure to update your pod feed for some reaction from me on that front. As we do on the podcast, let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. There were some other notable names on Frank Saravilli's trade bait list that will be interesting to mention. We have Patrick Line at number two, Matt Dumba, number three, Matt Murray, Marc-Andre Fleury, Josh Anderson, who I've talked about before as a Bruins target, uh, Jake Vertanen, and the Ottawa Senators' second-round picks rounding out the list. Have some familiar names as well, like um, Ryan Donato, our old friend, uh, Brandon Saad, who has been linked to the Bruins in the past, and just a plethora of goaltenders as well, which you know is interesting to mention when we are uh, considering a possible move involving Tuka Rask. There are other options out there, just you know, so that we know. News-wise, what else is going on? Well, the Tampa Bay Lightning are in apparently a bit of hot water, facing criticism after holding a public parade in downtown Tampa where fans were packed in cheering for their champions. Some players were given high fives, allowing players to drink out of the cup. Alex Killorn thanked uh, Florida Governor for opening up bars and just, you know, just a complete gong show down there and looks like the nhl is looking into it and may who knows find them or something like that which would be uh very interesting for sure john shannon of sportsnet hockey you know this time last year was starting i think it started on the second or the third uh, of october the latest update that he's hearing as the nhl is looking at a january 1st start i wouldn't be surprised if they would like to kick things off with an outdoor game, the winter classic usually takes place on January 1st. I don't know how they do that in this climate with COVID-19 social distancing, just have fewer fans in the stands, but who knows things are changing and hopefully we'll have some sense of when the hockey season might begin. Um, Detroit Red Wings announced that they will not be bringing back Jimmy Howard. That's official now. He joins a UFA goalie market that includes Robin Leonard, Braden Holtby, Jacob Markstrom, Henrik Lundqvist, Corey Crawford, Anton Hudobin, Cam Talbot. Uh, so again, if the Bruins were looking to deal Rask, there are options out there and certainly would not run in the range of $7 million that Rask is uh, currently making for the next season. Not that I'm endorsing that, just passing that along. I think we'll end there for today's episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you for joining on this daily ride where we discuss all things Spoked B. Take a look around the NHL, and uh, I really do appreciate those who listen. I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, obviously no hockey to watch, but 
football, baseball, basketball finals going on. I'm excited to catch the latest episode of The Boys on Amazon Prime. Also, yeah, still watching Good Girls, reading. We actually have our kids' hockey beginning this Sunday as well, which is going to be interesting with COVID. Uh, as Lauren and I talked about last week on the podcast, they're going to have to gear up at home. Only one parent can enter the building, pre-screening, masks, no beverages, which is going to be difficult for those early morning sessions where you want to have a coffee. Tim Hortons is going to take a hit from that, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes and maybe how long it lasts because Ontario just set a record for new cases in a day here on Friday, which is not great. Anyways, again, thank you so much for tuning in, friends. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll be back Monday, you know, perhaps with some actual news to talk about as the draft gets set to begin on Tuesday evening. Take care of yourselves, friends. Take care of each other, and we'll talk to you again next week. Peace.